Good morning. Welcome to worship. Our Holy Gospel today is from the 15th chapter of Luke, beginning at verse 1. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. And then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. And then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, for I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, that is the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Or suppose a woman has 10 coins and loses one. Does she not light a lamp and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her neighbors and her friends together and says, Rejoice with me, for I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I invite you to join me now as we pray together the uh, Holy Spirit prayer in our time of meditation together today. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and we shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit, who instructs the hearts of the faithful, grant that by that same Holy Spirit, we may be made truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. This we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. I believe it was Martin Luther who said that every day is a day of daily repentance. I'm not sure if we necessarily remind ourselves of that often enough, perhaps. But I know that this particular passage for me this week has, I guess for lack of a term, kind of struck a personal chord within me. And I know that I have even struggled some to find the words for this particular passage in this sermon message today. One of the things that I think you need to know, and you already know this, is that I am one who stands before you week in and week out, and I am given the privilege to speak the word. Or as the Apostle Paul wrote, I give thanks to Christ Jesus our Lord, who has strengthened me and has considered me faithful. But I think you also need to know that I am just another person like you who's walking that same walk, who's struggling with some of the same struggles and challenges that you have in your life. And in a certain sense, I'm one of those sheep, I'm one of those lambs that wanders off And I feel lost sometimes. 
But I also am a person who lives my life with the absolute assurance that I walk by faith and I walk with a confidence that my salvation has already been assured no matter how often I get lost. Christ our Lord has made that salvation possible through his life, death, and resurrection. His victory over death and the grave gives us faith confidence and assurance that we can believe in him for eternal life and as the Apostle Paul reminds us so aptly and so often that it is by grace through faith that we are saved and I live and you live in that absolute assurance and confidence and yet at the same time I am one who gets lost and I astray and as one of my favorite little stories would say, I, go, I wander off. You and I, we live our lives of faith with that promise and that assurance that Christ has already saved us. But we also live in a tension. It's a daily tension, and that's why I think we find ourselves needing to repent and to turn back to Jesus. On a daily basis. One of the places where we confess or acknowledge that tension, and this is not necessarily a place that we want to necessarily want to pull a word of assurance from, but it's in that final concluding prayer in our, memor in our memorial services that we pray that commendation prayer where it says, Into your hands, O merciful Savior, we commend your servant, and then we name the name of the person. And then we pray, acknowledge, we beseech you, a sheep of your own fold, a lamb of your own flock, a sinner of your own redeeming. Receive him or her into the arms of your mercy and into the blessed rest of everlasting peace and into the glorious company of the saints in light. I think one of the things that's very clear about this passage today is that Jesus, in this parable, he's telling us that we are already a part of the flock. That the sheep already belong to the shepherd. That the coin already belonged to the woman who lost it. We're already a part of God's fold. We are already a part of God's flock. And yet we are also sinners of God's own redeeming. And yet we still get lost. And yes, I am one of those sheep, I am one of those lambs from God's flock that experiences various forms of lostness along with you and every other person in God's flock. Martin Luther coined the phrase simul justus et peccator, which is more commonly translated into our language as we are simultaneously a saint and a sinner in the eyes of God. That's that tension that you and I live in each and every day of our lives. And I also take solace and comfort in Paul's letter to Timothy where he writes, I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor of Christians and an arrogant man, and yet God saw fit to bestow mercy upon me, 
the foremost of all sinners, and the grace of God overflowed along with the faith and the love that are in Christ Jesus. And he goes on, he says, this, this saying is trustworthy and true. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and he says, I am the foremost, I am the worst of all of them, but I receive mercy because of this, so that in me, being the worst of all sinners, Christ Jesus might demonstrate the utmost patience as an example to those who would believe in him to eternal life. One of the things that I have always appreciated about the Apostle Paul is his honesty. I've always appreciated the Apostle Paul's vulnerability. And being vulnerable enough to admit that he has fallen short of the glory of God time and time again. And in his honesty and in his vulnerability, he is in essence saying that I am, yes, I have the assurance. I am a part of God's flock. I will always be a part of God's flock. But I still get lost. It's something that happens over and over again. I also appreciate what Deb Thomas writes about this passage where she says, Lostness isn't an experience exclusive to non or not yet Christians. She says lost, lostness happens to God's people. It happens with the beloved community. It probably happens in every congregation. It's happened here. This congregation has been in existence for over 50, what, 4, 54, 55 years? You've gone through some significant, this congregation has gone through some significant lack of, loss of community in those 55 years. She then goes on, she says, it happens with the beloved community, it's not that we cross over. She says, it's not that we cross over once and for all from a sinful lostness to a righteous fondness. Well, yes, and, yes we do in a certain sense because the once and for all is what Jesus Christ has already done for us. That is the once and for all. Jesus has claimed us as righteous. And we have come to believe that. But she says we get lost over and over again. And God finds us over and over again. It's part and parcel of the life of faith. I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about all the various forms of lostness, but I am going to mention a few because it does take on many forms. And I know for me personally, one of the times that I remember being the most lost and really struggled with my faith and my belief is when my dad was killed when I was 15 years old. And you all know that story. Well, except for Kathy. Kathy doesn't know the story yet. But you might know the little bit of history of South Dakota. My dad was killed in Rapid City Flood. So you probably can relate to that. But I really struggled with my faith and my belief back then. I didn't want to believe in a God who allowed such a thing to happen. Sometimes being lost means losing a sense of belonging and I know that all of us at some point in our lives have probably not always felt as though we've been a part of the things that we want to be a part of. Sometimes being lost is when we find ourselves facing a personal illness or that of a loved one. 
and we wonder or our perspective upon the goodness of God is called into question. Lostness happens when a marriage dies. Lostness happens when addiction takes over. When you find yourself unable to forgive someone. Lostness is facing a situation where there seems no light at the end of the tunnel. I, for one, stand before you today and I confess that I find myself in a form of lostness more often than I really want to admit. I mean, I am human, just like you. These two parables, though, about the lost sheep and the lost coin, they reveal to us today something about the heart, the very heart and the very nature of God. They reveal to us God's nature to be relentless in his seeking and in his searching us out. The point of the parables has more to do with the very character and nature of God than our lostness and our sinfulness. Because the parables remind us and assure us that God in Christ is absolutely re relentless. Relentless. I love that word, and I will always love that word, especially when it comes to talking about Jesus and God. I will stand on that for the rest of my life, that Jesus Christ, through God and the Holy Spirit, is relentless in continuing to seek and search me out. And he's continually seeking me out, with his love and with his grace and his passion and his acceptance that is beyond my comprehension. I don't know if you knew this or not, but the entire 15th chapter of Luke is known as the lost chapter. The reason why it's called the lost chapter is because it's made up of three parables. The lost sheep, the lost coin, and of course the sermon text that we normally preach during Lent is the lost son, the prodigal son, is the final lost parable. And that's not a part of our text today, but it is the parable that is not it's where we see and we experience the very heart and nature of God in the, in the, in the sense of that, that acceptance that is beyond our comprehension. All of us at various times in our lives, in one way, shape, form, or another, are living lives with a certain sense or a level of lostness or a lack of wholeness. It's part and parcel of the life of faith. But I also believe that you and I, we come into this community of faith week in and week out to be encouraged and to be uplifted to be fed with a word of hope, a word of grace, a word of acceptance, a word of forgiveness. And that is the word that we hear today. Jesus is relentless and will never stop seeking and searching us out. And every time we again turn back or are found by Jesus, he gathers us in and rejoices. And he says, you were lost, but now you're found. How many times has Jesus had to say that to me in my lifetime? More times than I want to count. 
I can't help but share with you once again the ending of a short story by Martin Bell in his book. I've shared this with you before, but I think it's worthy of being shared again. It's a small book. It's entitled The Way of the Wolf. And in there, there's a variety of different readings, and one of them is entitled Ragtag Army, where at the very end of the uh, reading or the story, however you want to describe it, he exclaims, there you see, God keeps stopping along the way to pick up one of his tinier soldiers. It's ridiculous, but even more absurd is a general who will stop the march of eternity and go and bring him back. But that's God for you. God's march is no endless empty marching because God knows where God is going. And he means to take every last one of his tiny soldiers with him. That is the heart of God. Jesus, relentless, and he will never, ever stop looking for you or for me. Amen. Pray with me the Lord's Prayer. Our, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.